ghetto to ghetto, the backyard, the yard. I sell it with money. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin? Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 1-800-707-9760 is your number to participate. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that was discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, you can parlay that take over to today. And anything that we're discussing on the show today that you want to weigh in on, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, Keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me or follow me or send me a message, you can do that at Twitter. On the Twitter handle, it's at SportsGrind. And if you want to stream the show live and leave comments during the show, and I'll respond to those in real time, if not later, you can always go to the business Facebook page of SportsGrind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page as well, and you can leave comments. And like I said, I'll respond to those in real time. If not, I'll get to those later. And if you ever miss any of the shows live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily, seven days a week. 1-800-707-9760. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll. All right, Bartlett. Happy hump day, guys. Yes, happy hump day to you too, Bartlett. It is Wednesday, so we're halfway there. I'm pretty sure it's the last month this year. The years, I'm in my opinion, the years flown by pretty fast. But I think this last month of December is gonna go like grease lightning, especially with holiday schedules in there. But we're halfway through this week that matters. Uh, this is the last day of the month, right? No, 31 days in November. No, That's 30. Correct. I used to always get that confused, even growing, even to the adult, like, oh no. The only one that's no is uh, that always since it's August 31st and July 31st. Those are two, you know. But anyway, it's Wednesday. So we've got World Cup action continues to go on. We're trying to get these group of 16 decided. We've got Mexico against the Saudis right now. It's tied at halftime from what my sources are telling me. It's 0-0 at halftime. Um, Argentina has just taken a... Um, 1-0 lead uh, over. They've got Poland. Uh, they're taking a 1-0 lead over there. Um, also, as well, um, you've got action that's continued to roll on. Yesterday, uh, of course, we all knew um, that the uh, U.S. national team was able to be victorious, um, you know, yesterday. And to me, in my opinion, Pulisic, he sacrificed his whole future children for the group of 16. Now, I didn't get to see the goal in real time because I was doing the show and watching here, scoreboard watching, but I got to see ex exactly the replay. Beautiful goal, good hustle, but damn. Now, they're calling it a pelvic injury, but he spent some time in the hospital. He says, hey, man, I'll be ready Saturday as they face the Dutch. But the truth of the matter is, is – um. That was pretty. Uh, that was pretty much putting the, putting the whole, putting it all on the line. Okay, and that is not fun. By the way, every man knows that whether you play soccer or not. But the, you know, like I said, he'll be ready for the round of sixteen this Saturday, nine o'clock Central Standard Time against the against the Netherlands. What you got? Oh, okay, yeah. But but we'll see how the rest of the groups uh, plan out. 
Uh, we'll see how it goes. You know, France is moving on. You know, I guess the other one, uh, you have to look at the down under, the Aussies. Shout out to Patty Mills. Australia, they're advancing along with um, France. You know, they knocked out Denmark. Uh, they eliminated them. So they're moving on in their group. So you have World Cup that continues to roll on. Also, um, we've got uh, NBA. Uh, you know, your Spurs are still. I don't think they're back in action again tonight, are they? Yeah, they're back tonight. Finally. They've been off for a few days uh, now. They needed oh. it. I mean, they had that five games in seven days on the West Coast not too long. Uh, that was just, what, the other week? Hmm. And who do they got tonight? Uh, tonight it's at OKC. So they're stepping away from the AT&T Center for one night. Uh, key thing to watch in that one, Spurs, uh, no Sohan and no Pirtle, uh, but also no SGA. Uh, who I think is third right now in scoring in the NBA, or he's questionable at least for um, for OKC, for the Thunder. Okay. Well, you know, I've said yesterday they've lost 14 out of 15. Uh, they've lost eight in a row. Uh, you know, we'll see if they're able to get a W tonight. The rest of the NBA was a light schedule last night. I mean, you had Golden State. They were in Dallas. You know, Luka and Steph put on a show. Now, Dallas got the W. You know, it's been well documented on the road struggles for Golden State. Um, but it was pretty much a decent game. It's just, again, it's, you know, it's hard. And, and really, if you look at the landscape right now, the NBA, and this goes back to the argument, and it's always about the owners and the financial part. But the truth of the matter is, and, and it's it's kind of been like this, but in my opinion, from what, I mean, you know, we're early on still in the season, barely past the month, almost maybe to the month and a half mark at the season, quarter mark. You know, a lot of teams are really just taking it like they've got 82 games and this goes back to where the whole topic and debate is always do you shorten the nba season now of course that's money but i think with the influx of legalized gambling and i think you know with these partnerships with these casinos even at the nba level i think that is something that's going to need to be discussed because you know when you look at a team like a golden state who's been to as many finals. They're the champions. Now, granted, I think their struggles that they're going through, I mean, granted, they've picked up some road wins here and there, but the struggles they're going through to me is not necessarily hinged on, you know, championship hangover or like, Hey man, we're bored. We just want to get, they've got some issues going on. I think the issues they've got, they'll be able to fix them. But when you look at golden state and you look at some of these other teams it's just human nature. And I think it's even creeped into the coaches on how they coach this stuff and how they, you know, we, you know, we know the obvious is the load management, but I just think that the, the NBA right now looks like it's a league that has too many games and, and the players, whether it's trying to remain healthy or just make sure you're gearing up for the playoffs, it just sticks out to me more than ever this year, early on in the season. It's a lot of teams and good teams and bad teams that are because honestly, the only teams that really came out like a bat out of hell was the Boston Celtics and the other teams that were picked to win 26 to 25 games on the season. Everybody else from the Milwaukee Bucks to the 76ers to everybody, the Heat, Golden State, everybody else is just pretty much like, man, it, it's put it this way. So far in the NBA, 80 percent of it is an extended preseason. So far up to November the 30th. Extended preseason. And that's to me is when you look at, they look at everything else. You look at like, look, do we need to shave off 15, 10? Now I understand the owners don't want to lose that revenue, but there's other revenue, you know, 
capabilities that they capitalize off of now that they didn't before when we used to have these conversations 10, 15 years ago. What you got? But these contracts are ever increasing, and the more money that the owners make off of it, the more that the players are going to want a piece of that. So this, this could be a conversation for another day to really dive into it. But if you're going to shorten the season then or, or even extend the first half of the season into the preseason, you go back to the conversation of an in-season tournament. And the way that the G League is handling it, of course, G League kind of being that testing league for how for rules and stuff for the NBA, is there right now the G League season, even though that they're playing, the players are playing, the teams are playing, they're playing for the Showcase Cup. Okay. This is a, a, a 16 game schedule from from November through December up, up to the Christmas holiday that culminates in the winter showcase final. And so it's just qualifying up until that point. And then I think it's on the 27th of December, then they stop, you know, that that the, you have your cup champion and then you start the regular season and you go through the playoffs and stuff like that into the spring. And what you could put on the line to give some effort, it could be bonus money for, for teams that win it, you know, some kind of a payout or a prize, or it could replace that play-in playoff spot to where if you have to just push through the first three months of a season and those teams that want to take it seriously, the 26-win teams and everything like that, that want to take it seriously at that point, they contend while your Stephs and LeBrons and Giannis go on load management to start the year and they play for the actual regular season. But see, I don't really think getting these mid-season tournaments that they've been talking about and all that to get gimmicky, I don't think that fixes the problem. But you're shortening the, the NBA schedule at that point. Because but are you the, shorting the games? You could you could have a totally – to preserve the integrity of the NBA, you could – because they're not regular season games at that point, it's a tournament – you could give it a different kind of format. You could play to 65. You could, you know, with, like the, with the big size, three rules. But you could have a lot of flexibility in that. And you could also cut the schedule in half, bring it down to 41 games. Well, I think that that's the January. Key. If you want to do that, that's the key of the whole but argument. But the owners is don't to... want to lose the money. So, you're, so you're, you're, you're playing to both sides. The owners get to benefit off of this, this tournament schedule. And the, the 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 bottom of the league teams get to have something to play for too at that point. But see, the tournament schedule to me, and this talk because this has been talked for about the last couple of years. This tournament schedule to me has always been about really possibly the excitement of you're adding in a money grab, more money to the NBA. the The tournament schedule or the tournament idea does not solve the problem of basically two things. One, the 82 games, even if you cut it down, because like you said, they're still going to lose money. And number two, I never really bought into the month, the, the end game tournament situation. If it didn't mean more money, because you run more risk of your players. Why do you want your players to get hurt in some tournament, some mid season stop tournament? Because I mean, what I'm talking about is not a mid season top stop tournament. It's a, start of the season looking at taking what the because the g league used to have the winter showcase was a, a totally different concept you started the you started the g league season in november with everybody else then you take a break you go to the winter showcase and what determines what determines this winter quote-unquote winter showcase and tournament what what det- if we start this at the beginning of the season and we play this tournament what is what what is the importance of this tournament what is the winner of this tournament well, that's what i'm saying you could you could you have, you have options here 
It could just be cash prizes for the teams, for the players. It could just be that. Or if you want to get rid of the play-in format or adjust the play-in format, you could say you're going to get that 10 spot. You're going to have to win two games in the, when it comes to the spring. You're going to have to win the two games. It's like being the 10th seed now. So you're starting out, whereas the ninth seed right now, it's just a win and in. They advance to the playoffs. You're going to have this 10th seed where that's what you're playing for. You win that that opportunity to be there no matter what happens. But, see, that, but, but that, to me, that sounds corny because why am I starting a tournament at the beginning of the season that's already going to determine what the ninth or the 10th seed is going to be? When we haven't even, if, if it's just a tournament, because if you look at college, most right now that's going on, what it went on between the Thanksgiving holidays and prior were all Maui tournaments, tournaments, big Kate coach, K classic stuff like that. Yeah. Before you get into conference play, anything that starts at the beginning of the season, that's quote unquote, a tournament that determines a seating in the club makes no sense. Unless it's really all about the money. And when you say play for the tournament and you play these cash tournaments, there are guys, Kyrie Irving makes like $41 million a year. Okay, so the guy that's just coming up from the G League or the guy 12th on the bench or 11th, okay, if he gets a little bonus, can play. Guys like Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, Kyrie Irving, these guys that are making this kind of money, they ain't enough money you can put in a prize pool of a tournament to get these guys to in their mind and as a team to they're going to cook. Because because what I'm telling you about this take, and we can move on from this, but what, what I'm telling you about this take is the situation where it is an extended preseason right now in the NBA. And the only thing that changes that is really short in the season. I don't believe a gimmicky tournament at the beginning of the season saw that because the coaches and owners have bought into this. Speaking of low management, you know, Steve Ballman, the coach of the Clippers, there's, I mean, the coach, the owner of the Clippers, there's reports out there. They were in TNT last night. They were able to get a win against Portland. Look, no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. They had no John Wall. This is a team that's down by 12, 15 points. Portland's been playing good, by the way. They come back to win that game on the road. Don't tell me they're not a factor, and don't tell me they're the biggest, not the biggest threat to Golden State if they stay held. But the reason why I'm bringing up Steve Ball, the, this whole organization, they're committed to the Kawhi way. They're committed to it. They're part of this. This whole thing about, hey, man, we're you're not playing. We're going to test it here. We, there was some setback in this, but the, but the thing is they're all in on it. And I told you this is the test for me this year because I've already said it. If they get eliminated by anybody else, if they've got full health, and all this load management, all this extra rest, let us know when you're ready, Kawhi. All the games, Paul George, if they go through this and they go healthy into the playoffs and they get eliminated by anybody besides Golden State, I will go into next season saying, hey, you know what? This is it. You got to blow it up or this might not work. But I've got to see this team completely healthy because I've seen what Tyrone Lowe has been able to do shorthanded without his superstars. 1-800-707-9760. Uh, college basketball, speaking of that, Marquette, just really skull drug Baylor last night. You know, Baylor is, I think they're like six to AP in, in the, in the country. Um, and the reason why I bring this up because it's still puzzling to me on why it didn't really, really work out great with Shaka in Texas. And I'll keep saying this because I know in Texas, Shaka was their first choice to go get him. Um, out of VCU. They, that was their first choice. Unlike Charlie Strong. You know, the recruit, I mean, because if you look at the team, I mean, Chris Beard, you know, this looks like this could be a very good 
Texas UT basketball team this season. I want to see them play a little bit more before we really start conference play. Uh, but I think they are really special, but it really just makes, I mean, cause you can't really say too much of the recruiting, you know, because some of this leftover that beard's dealing with is still some of shockers recruits. Um, but it was just amazing. Cause, and again, I know he's more from up that way. You know, that's kind of more of his roots up there in the Marquette way, but they laid the wood to Baylor last night. Uh, speaking of college basketball, speaking of college, you know, we've got another edition of the top 25 playoffs that was released last night. I said all last week and I said yesterday, wondering where Ohio state, what were the committee going to do with them? They dropped them to number five. And I felt that that's where they were going to go because you didn't want to punish them too much, considering they did get their ass kicked by Michigan. But they went to five. Now, the team behind them in Alabama is number six. And so the whole question today is like, oh, what does this mean? What does this mean? We'll talk about that when I get back as well, too. Um, as we get ready for the conference championship games, Tiger Woods has spoken. You know, he had to pull out of this tournament, you know, and I guess he's dealing with platter fasciitis. I'm like, man, because if he wouldn't have said it, I would have said it. But I want to talk about what Tiger Woods had to say at his press conference. He talked a little bit about live. I really want to talk about that and what I believe that's on the horizon from his camp. Uh, so you got that going on. We get back. We got NFL news as well, too, to get to. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Tai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain to glass, Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. 
Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett spinning the one and twos. 1-800-707-9760 is your number to participate. We are broadcasting from the Hayes Skyline Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka. Keep in mind, Stoli Vodka is handcrafted in Latvia. And the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. That is Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 1-800-707-9760. Also in the docket... Um, we have other college news before we go on to the pros. Um, another coaching hire, Trent Dilfer, is hired by UAB to be their head coaching job. Now, you were telling me that you feel that, that you said there's some criticism with this, Jonas. There's some pushback going on. I've seen some people not understanding again. Trent Dilfer hasn't been an assistant on uh, a coaching staff, his head coaching experience at the high school level, and you go to U and you go to UAB. Um, and get the head coaching job. Uh, so I've seen some pushback out there, uh, which I actually don't totally agree with because, again, he's been working with the elite quarterback prospects through Elite 11 for, I want to say, about seven seasons now. Hmm. Um, yeah. He's, he's, he's evaluated everybody from Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, all the way back to, I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think even Jake Locker, the old Titans quarterback, was was one of those guys. Now he's what? What's Trent's coaching experience? Haven't he? Hasn't he coached? Didn't he coach in the high school level? Well, that's he's he's yeah. coming from the high yeah. school ranks. Yeah, so he has also been a coach in game yeah. situations, unlike uh, Jeff Saturday hasn't coached at any level. Yeah, I don't understand the people that have pushback on this. I don't understand why. I mean, because again, I mean, first of all, Trent Dilfer. I mean. You know, besides playing the game um, and being a Super Bowl winning quarterback, uh, regardless of how much you think he contributed to that Super Bowl, he still has got a ring, you know, a historic defense that the Ravens, that old Ravens team was. But Trent saw an opportunity, a business opportunity, in my opinion. Uh, you know, Trent was able to come on board, speaking of his elite eight quarterback camps and everything as just to write as the explosion of seven on seven. And, you know, when you have, I don't care. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, you know, man has got camps, you know, those ain't cheap camps to go to. You got it. But if you can send your kid to a, a, a former NFL quarterback that has a Super Bowl ring and evidently he's produced some results because he's been doing it for a while and he, and he's, he's had his hands on some of the top, quarterbacks drafted that's gone that's been recruited in college and drafted to the nfl uh tua has been through there he was there at the same time trevor lawrence was there um 
He's had a lot. I mean, he's had a lot of guys come through. D- Deshaun, I think I don't know if Deshaun was. There. I think Deshaun. I think was Deshaun there. would have been. Yeah, like I said, um, I think the classes go back. He, like he's he, there. There's a he. Not everybody goes, but he gets a selected few that go. And I just feel that to me, by anybody's pushback, that's. I mean, that was a business. I've always thought that that was a business opportunity that Trent saw, and it worked. And then you know, I haven't paid attention to his high school coaching career, but. You know, going from high school ranks and doing that, and get a college. I don't. I don't think that that should be, you know, that big of a problem. I mean, our Jeff Trailer's own came from high school. I mean, UTSA is a Division One college. The UAB is a Division One college. I don't understand the pushback on that. Saturday, yeah, I get that, but not with Trent. But that's news there. Um, also, speaking of, before we get into NFL golf. Tiger Woods talked about a little bit before I went to the break last segment. Tiger Woods, uh, he had to pull out this tournament. I think it's the World Golf Tournament uh, that he had to pull out of. The Heroes World The Heroes, Challenge. there you go. He was going to play. Um, but he had to, at the last minute, pull. Now, he's dealing with plantar fasciitis. And I was like, wow. And, you know, as Tiger's gotten older, and especially after the car accident <clears throat> and him trying to have the road back, you know, he's really open up and the older he gets and it happens because it's kind of happened to me. You get more candid and you get more honest with the situations. And, you know, Tiger Woods has opened up about his future more than ever. Anybody ever thought he would or what, you know, what he probably planned on. But, you know, he was very candid. Just paraphrase. Just said, hey, man, uh, I can hit any golf shot you want me to. I can still hit that. He goes, I just can't walk. You know, he goes, and that's the reason why I couldn't play. And he just said straight up because he never really commits and tells you what his plans are. And he just said, hey, man, this is where we're at right now is, you know, trying to get ready for the big tournaments, the majors, trying to peak and maybe catch lightning in the bottle, you know. But it just comes down to as He said, hey, the body he goes, I told you guys this. He goes, you know, the body's kind of, you know, this. He, well, excuse me. His exact words was he's like, I told you this. He goes, you know, this leg is just, you know, it's, there's nothing left in this leg, you know, so. You know, it, I, I won't say it's a sad situation. It's reality because I felt like even after he won the Masters, I told everybody that, hey, you know what? He's on borrowed time. Uh, but that's not really the big news that came out of the press conference of him meeting with the media. The other biggest news, in my opinion, uh, was him again asked, because if he's not playing and you haven't seen him play in a while, you're going to ask him about the topic that basically has everybody beat over the head with. And that's the tour live thing. But Tiger's like, yeah, he goes, I'm pretty sure that there's some talks that can be going on between the PGA and the tour live. He's like, but Greg got to go. I'm like, damn tiger. Like, but like, first of all, I kind of, I mean, I've followed this dude since Stanford and I can't remember. I didn't know that there was any animosity or beef between tiger and Greg Norman, because when this stuff first exploded, tiger put it out. Hey man, Greg had the idea in the nineties. He was trying to get it done, but tiger was very candid how he felt about the live and what possibilities, but Hey, but they got a lawsuit against us. They sued us first. I'm like, damn, man, they make you the commissioner. We just know about it because evidently you know exactly. Like, you're the one that's called, that's controlling the Zoom meetings. Like, hey, man, uh, you know, the PGA commissioners, like, what is it? Like, Tiger's up there talking like, hey, man, we they sued us first. Yeah, we can talk. Greg got to go, though. I'm like, and trust me, there's a little bit of age gap there. You know, Greg Norman was doing his thing while Tiger was still with Earl and going to Stanford and all that. But make no mistake about it, that hurts Greg. That stings him because you I mean, because where where Tiger is at, I don't care if you came a little bit before him or you're a kid that grew up watching him. If you're not feel the perception, you're in his good graces. That bothers you. Greg Norman was the former number one player in the world. 
He, I mean, before Tiger came along, I think Greg held the streak for one of the longest holding the number one rankings for a while. I mean, yes, he underachieved with majors. He's the shark, but he had his brand. I mean, his brand was just as big as Tiger's early on. I mean, if you look at that, I remember going when I was a kid, walking through the mall, going through Dillard's and seeing that damn shark on that, that shirt. That was before I even knew what par and a bogey was. But he said, Greg's got to go. Greg's got to go. I'm like, damn, Tiger, Tiger just. But I'll tell you one thing. When Tiger's telling you that, hey, you know, this, this, this is pretty much a wrap. Like, there's nothing in the lay. And I'll tell you why. The more I've heard about this, and it's like the myth. It's like a legend. It's like Bigfoot. But it's only real. It's like, uh, what else? I don't know what else you compare it to. Little Charlie, his son, he's about to hand this whole thing over to his son. Like, it's like, if I can't do it anymore, like, because again, you talk about the history of pressures of sons, Michael Jordan's son, guy wasn't really good at basketball. Look how much pressure he had. He wasn't really that good at basketball. That's what Mike said. Hey, I'll give you the Jordan stores and run. It's okay, son. And you can have Scottie Pippen's wife after she divorced. You can have that too. Look at, I mean, thank God, probably that's the reason why probably rest his soul. Kobe hadn't have any boys. That he had to be a girl dad. Think about the pressure of being a son of one of these greats. That's why Tom probably Giselle's popped out nothing but girls. Does he, he have a boy? Son. He does have I my bad. My bad. He might have two. I have to double check. You're right. He does, he does have, have one. You're right. Pray on them. But Tom didn't seem the type of it. But my point is, Charlie, ready for this. I haven't seen a swing on a kid like. I know guys that's been playing golf that are adults for like 50, weekend hackers, like 15, 18 years, spent thousands of dollars on lessons. And that swing doesn't look like that. And, it, and it's more than just him being Tiger's DNA with them. But that's the reason why I think it's even more that he's accepted it, that he can talk about it, that, hey, man, this is it. Because he knows what he has brewing. And let me tell you something. Jack's sons, Jack had a lot of sons too, but I don't think none of Jack's sons really basically made that big of a splash on the PGA scene. So that was interesting to see him resurface, but he said it's just coming down to the majors. And I've always said this, I believe that you'll never, even if good health, even if he was healthy, I never thought you'd see Tiger on the senior tour. He was just too big for that. I never thought that you would see that. That's prior to the car wreck and everything like that. But it was interesting to see him speak and as candid he was about the live situation. What you got? So I haven't caught any word if he's speaking of, of his plans beyond this weekend. But it was recently confirmed that Tiger and Charlie are scheduled to play at the PNC Championship in the middle of December. And I think they've played that one last year before. They I did. know that. Yeah. And I know his still plans on, you know, he's got another one of these made for TV TNT situations or whatever him and Rory. Um, I forgot who they're playing. I, I think it's speech and somebody, I don't know, but he's committed to that. But you know, he just, I guess his plantar fasciitis, Justin, Thomas, up, Justin Thomas, there you go. I guess his plantar fasciitis flared up on him. I mean, man, this guy here, you know, it's just, it's crazy, man. I mean, it's crazy that he's going through. I mean, I've never seen, you know, of course, I didn't start really paying attention to the sport till he became, until I think like his junior year in Stanford. But I can't remember another golfer, his body breaking down like this. 
you know, or some of this stuff is self-inflicted. Some of it's bad luck, you know, but it is just what it is. 1-800-707-9760. All right. So the National Football League continues to roll on. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on off the field, on the field news. We've got Matthew Rayner checking in here on Facebook Live. What up, Calvin Casey? What up, Matthew Rayner? Matthew said, if the Cowboys play the 49ers in the playoff, the boys will win the game. The Niners are not as good as you make them out to be. Jimmy G ain't that dude. Salami stamp it. All right, Matthew, I mean, that's your opinion, but I just want you to make sure that whenever that time comes, whoever comes before the, if I end up being right, and if I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong, but if you're wrong, just make sure you post again and say, hey, what up, Calvin? You were right. Okay. You know, it's funny to me that, but, but they've got Jimmy. How many NFC championship games have Dak Prescott gone to? I'll wait. How many games, how many, how many NFC championship games have Mike McCarthy led this, not Green Bay, but this Dallas Cowboy team to? I'll wait. Jimmy Garoppolo, you can say what you want about him, but Jimmy for that locker room does something. And let me tell you how important it is. And that's the reason why I was telling Jonas, dude, there's no way they can keep Jimmy on this roster. Because I already knew with Trey, like you have a personality like Jimmy that's been to a Super Bowl, that's been to two NFC championship games with a pretty much veteran team. If you keep him in the building and Trey has his normal sophomore, technically rookie type of thing, what is that going to do? Now, we didn't see an injury coming in week two or whatever it was of the season. Because I had picked him to say, hey, I know what Kyle went. Kyle made Matt Schaub MVP. I think this kid got upside. I know what their roster looked like. There's the NFC pick. But now when Jimmy comes about, and it shows you how important the locker room is. Hell, it's so important. We've got reports reporting on people. How many people showed up to a birthday party? So that lets you know how, how important it's viewed as a locker room when you're a quarterback. They love Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been there. He's done that. I don't understand, especially from and not to kill Matthew, because that's his opinion. But I don't understand, especially from Dallas fans that look at the 49ers as a layup. Like, like there's no way when they are proven, they've been there. That nucleus is there. They beat the Dallas Cowboys last year. And the 49ers are not as they were not as good last year as what they are this year. Health, health is a big part of this. There's still like six games left. There's still five, six regular season games left. Things get, I mean, they've gone through their injury. Second cycle of it could come now. What if Jimmy gets hurt? They've already had to put Mitchell back on the IR on their running backs, which I think they'll be okay with that. But with the McCaffrey, that has a lot to do with that. But I just don't understand why Dallas fans think the 49ers will be in a, a layup when they kicked their ass last year. And you know the reason why they won that game? And the reason why I believe Dallas is a good team, but there's levels to this. Remember how many what was the penalty count in that 49ers game last year? And it's crazy because Jerry Jones is talking penalties again this week, not even a year later. So it's the discipline part. It, it's it's the coaching. Who's taking, I mean, no disrespect to him because I think he's done a hell of a job going undefeated with his backup when everybody was questioning, including myself, their backup, and Cooper Rush. But who's taking Mike McCarthy over Kyle Shanahan? I'll wait. 
the 49er health and an off day is the only thing that's keeping San Francisco from going to Arizona. That's the only thing. They're, I, they're just, to me, D'Amico Ryans and what he is doing different with these linebackers, and this is no disrespect to Rob Asala because he's got his issues on his hands right now as we speak. We'll get to that. But it just, it, it, it just, it, 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 I'm just flabbergasted. The fact that Dallas fans think that the 49ers are a layup. Don't, don't, I mean, don't have takes and opinion with your heart. I know that's a robbery between the 49ers and the Cowboys. When we look, man, this ain't Troy Aikman and Dion and, and Michael Irvin is is they we're not they not in the equation. But that's how y'all talking though. They beat y'all with their B team last season. And this is and and, and there, there's a lot of Matthew Rainers out there. That's why I'm even this wasn't even gonna be on the docket, but I'm addressing it. And I respect it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I mean, I don't know. Can Tampa get hot? I mean, we know the Rams are dead. We know that we know no one's again. Nobody's going back to back in the NFL. They about to start giving baseball a run for the money. The last time we had somebody go back to back in the NFL it was the Patriots. We know the Rams ain't a factor. Can Tom get hot in the last? Maybe, but they took a step back. I mean, that no disrespect to the Browns, but that was a bad loss to the Browns, even though I figured they were going to win that game. They got a nasty one Monday night between the Saints. So they should, they're gonna the MGM, the circus circa out there, the sports books, they're gonna have to put an over-under total on flags and penalties and ejections Monday night. These are there's only I guarantee you this with the with the generation that we're in and where we're at, we're not I'm not talking 10 or 15 years ago, 20 I'm talking right now, 2022. There is no other teams in the league out of 32 teams right now that hate each other on the level of the Saints in Tampa. They're nobody. I understand you got Dallas, and this is true hate. This is like somebody's going to catch a case if somebody hangs out at Bourbon Street after the game or down in Florida if they run into each other. There's true animosity with this. There's not another team and another robbery in the league right now that has that. The history, yes, but I'm talking about 2022 and really the last couple years. There's nobody that has the hate of two teams. This is real. What is Tampa? Because if Tampa takes another loss, and look, they've only lost to Tom. Tom just beat them this year in regular season, and that was because Lattimore's dumbass ended up being stupid and, and changed the whole course of the game. They've only beat them one time in the regular season. Now they beat them when it counts. They sent them home in the playoffs. Now the Saints, they, the only reason why they're even in the discussion right now is because everybody in that division is under five hundred. They can't score. They haven't done anything on offense of late either. Speaking of the Saints. Maybe it's Tom, but you'd have to give me a Tom. Aaron's out of the picture. Aaron's talking about he's going to play this weekend. I don't understand why. That's just an ego thing. You know what I think? I think you don't want to see Love get out there and play and ball. He's looking over there looking at Russ like, I don't want to go through that, man. I, hey, uh, no, nah, I'll play. Just shoot me up. He don't want Love to get out there and be like, damn. This is the guy. We, should we let Aaron hold us up hostage? 1-800-707-9760. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. 